Sports fans, how are you? Thank you for joining me on here on the One Man Sports Show. I am your host, the highly replaceable Brock Crocker, and it is Tuesday, May 25th. How the heck are you? I am terrible, thanks for asking. Uh, of course, the Oilers go down in overtime yesterday, much to the dismay of myself and, of course, all of uh, all of my fellow fans and, and you know it was just a tough day uh, to be an Oilers fan and and you know what that's pretty much a common theme uh, as far as Oilers fans and playoffs go and we see the Oilers just you know another unbelievable unbelievable meltdown uh, of just not getting it done and we see you last night you know just a culmination of all the things that management didn't get done in the summer, the coaching, you know, adjustments they made and, and didn't make. Uh, and, and it just all came back, came back to bite him in this one. And the Jets, you know, you got to give it to them. They deserve to win this game. The Edmonton Oilers deserved to lose this game. You hear me beat the drum about Connor McDavid being the best player in the world. And you know what? Based on this series, Connor McDavid is the best offensive player in the world. But uh, I, I think you got to get on these Oilers a little bit for not taking care of business uh, in, in their own zone. And I think that starts uh, with Mr. 97, who, you know, in, in multiple instances was was weak on the puck. And I know we don't want to pick on him, and I certainly don't want to pick on him. Uh, what he does, of course, out totally outweighs everything else but you know come play off hockey it's a battle of hearts and minds and the hearts and minds of the Jets were just that much stronger in this one and you look and like I said you talk about we look about for adjustments coming into this game and and the Oilers just weren't really ready to adjust anything they come in and they're down three nothing and we talk about you know we talk about these other series and we look at things that that coaches are doing to change the tide well what, what does Tippett get done for the Oilers in this one? He, he doesn't really do too, too much uh, as far as, as the lineup goes. You know, Bear, has, it has been a source of troubles for this Oilers team. And honestly, I don't get it. I, I, I don't get the, the fascination uh, with Ethan Bear. And I even like Ethan Bear, but uh, uh, to have him as, as your first line guy in this series at some point and just the amount of ice time. And really, I don't even think he, he's he's more of a, a borderline six seven guy and you know I don't think you can argue that after what we saw yesterday and you see the Oilers you know like I said he was their first pairing guy and then he goes from that to not being able to get any minutes and and the, the Oilers fortunes turn right they, they get rid of Bear off the defense and things go well and and of course uh, in the long run they, they can't sustain they can't sustain all the minutes in triple OT and they have to bend to hit and gave him some ice time. And right away, you know, Bear comes up, makes a play on the offensive zone and uh, uh, it's part of a bad line change. And boom, the pucks in the net series is over. Oilers go home. And like I said, just seems to be the way uh, of Oilerland. And like I said, they just couldn't get it done yesterday. They just didn't have the depth. And, and, you know, we did see some positive things yesterday. I thought we saw a little bit of a second line developing. Now that second line was kind of driven by Cassian. So I don't know how sustainable uh, that is going to be for the Oilers going forward. Of course, it's going to be uh, an interesting summer for the Oilers. And, you know, I always say, you know, Oilers management is so inept. Uh, right now we've got Ken Holland, you know, running things for the Oilers. And what I like about him is, well, well I, and I don't like him. 
I'm uh, I, I, and you know, the main biggest problem with Ken Holland is, uh, and, and it's the Oilers, you know, typical. They were just desperate when they hired him, desperate to to end uh, all of the losing, and they went out and made the absolute safest play possible in going out and getting Holland. And, you know, I said at the time, and I still believe it, it sucks that they went out and got a guy who all his best accomplishments are already on his resume. And uh, that's how I feel about that. So, uh, and it shows, you know, I, I don't think he was very engaged this year. I don't think he took care of his hockey team. You know, his best move this year was getting Mike Smith signed to a contract, and Mike Smith was the goalie that he didn't even want. He He's the goalie I didn't even want. So accolades to Mike Smith lights out for sure this year. But you know, Oilers management best move was was uh, was getting the goalie they didn't want. So <laughs> let that sink in as far as what's going on with the Oilers. Uh, the depth just isn't there. The signings that they made uh, just didn't pan out. And you know, the Oilers are small too. You know, you look at at some of the guys they added, like say in Enos and. I don't know. I don't think he was able to make a, an impact at all in this series, really. So uh, a lot of the guys outside the Oilers, <clears throat> excuse me, outside their, their big guys that you expect, like Nurse Dry, so you know, all the guys we know, uh, it's pretty much feast or famine, it seems, as far as uh, the Oilers go. We look at Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and big question marks for him coming into this year. And we'll see. You know, I didn't see a $6 million hockey player there. I personally think Ryan Nugent Hopkins probably played his last game as an Edmonton Oiler. And I think the Oilers really missed the boat. I think they missed the boat the first time when they didn't trade him uh, instead of Taylor Hall to bring in Adam Larson. And the second time they missed it was this summer. They should have known that, that they're not going to get to sign this guy. Uh, you know, my bet is is that he wants $6 million plus. And my bet is someone is, is desperate enough to give it to him. And my guess is going to be that someone is going to be the Seattle Kraken. And you know what? If you're Nugent Hopkins, it might not be... Uh, I don't know how desperate or how hungry you are to get back with this Oilers team and the continual pain and humiliation that comes along with being uh, an Edmonton Oilers. So... Uh, we'll see what happens. You know, I have total faith in McDavid, and I think I think eventually, you know, even him as GM, you know, he brings in Barry basically this year, and you know, he was our best GM. So the one thing about I do like about Ken Holland is I have confidence in his ability to be not doing very much, and I think around <laughs> McDavid, I think that's best. We saw Chia come in here, and he did you know quite a few things, and and they kind of blew up. So uh, that that is one thing we have going for us in Ken Holland is I don't think he's very uh, very, uh, I don't think his finger is hovering above the button, uh, so to speak. So uh, that could be a good thing. God knows this Oilers team could use a little stability and, and uh, a little confidence. And, and you know what? It feels like panic time today. And I think it is a little bit for the Edmonton Oilers. Like I said, should be an interesting summer. But as far as this, I guess we should get on. You know, I, I go on my Oilers rant, and you know what? This is uh, this is an enthusiast podcast, and this is my soapbox. And I love the Oilers. So uh, if you made it through this, maybe you guys do too, or at least don't mind hearing my rant. And, and we'll get through today. Uh, you know, obviously this is a, a podcast about sports, uh, sports wagering. At least <laughs> that's that's kind of how I started it. Uh, and, and, you know, it's funny. I'm probably not the best guy to be taking wagering advice from because a lot of times I don't even keep track of what's in my darn bankroll. And, you know, sometimes it's good, right? Like I said, and, you know, for again, getting back to this Oilers team, and as far as wagering goes, uh, as soon as this playoff started, my luck has been not good as far as wagering goes. Like, I bet you my my bankroll is down. I've lost like 90%, I bet, since the Oilers started the playoffs. Uh, lost another half last night. Of course, heavily invested in the Oilers and... <clears throat> 
yeah, so uh, I don't know if I was prepared to learn my lesson, so thankfully they're just off the board. So uh, get that fog hopefully out of my head. And, you know, today uh, I didn't look really hard at the board. I looked a little bit somewhat at the NBA games. I haven't looked at all. Like, literally have not even – I don't even know who's pitching today in Major League Baseball. We'll go over that today. But I just didn't want to spend too much time uh, going over things today because, really, my, my mind is focused on, on, on my Edmonton Oilers and, uh, and kind of in morning today, I guess you could say, I, I guess – I feel sour today, and yeah, that's the whole lemon theme at the start with the music. Uh, I, I do feel like I'm sucking lemons today. I'm feeling a little sour uh, about my oiler lifestyles, and uh, and yeah, so get, getting to today, and you know, I guess I guess I should talk a little bit about what happened yesterday. There, there were other games for sure, and you know, we had some good successes, especially actually the NHL was the best part uh, as far as wagering goes yesterday, going three for five. Uh, in the NHL, and we kind of, I kind of build it out as a day of hope. So the Islanders have hope, uh, the Panthers have hope, the Wild have hope, and I'll even give the Canadians a little bit of hope. You know, I kind of thought the Canadians were were completely overwhelmed coming into this series, and I really like what the coaching's done as far as. Uh, you know, kind of holding stuff back and being able to to have cards to play, I guess you could say, as far as being able to make an impact on the lineup. We see uh, we see uh, Caulfield get inserted into the lineup uh, yesterday to try to you know just try to try to change the momentum of, of the series, right? Because they did come into this one with Toronto winning the last game. Well, it, it's a close game. That the Habs keep it close. Uh, they they go down two to one, and, and we don't see uh, we don't see Caulfield get on the on the scoreboard. And uh, but you know. Still, I don't. I don't think it was a bad idea uh, for Montreal to try, like I said, inject their lineup with some excitement, because uh, I, I do think they need some disruptors if they're going to get through this uh, through this series. So, like I said, they still have a little bit of hope. Uh, as far as the Penguins and Islanders go, you know the Islanders have a lot of hope. They take a three-two lead in this one, and it, it just makes me wonder sometimes. Uh, I don't know. I'm wondering about this one. As far as far as it's going to go, and we'll see what happens. But if you're the Islanders, you got to be feeling supremely confident as far as going into the next one. I think the next one for them uh, is at home against this Penguins team. And you get a Penguins team uh, anytime you get these veteran teams, and you know with Crosby and Malkin, certainly that qualifies. You wonder if he can he can maybe outwork them and and outwill them to a win. So there's a little bit of blood in the water as far as the Penguins go, and I think the Islanders smell it, so we should be in for an excellent game there, and uh, the Wild yesterday, they, they play for their lives, and they squeak went out 4-2 against a very good defensive Golden Knights team, so good for them, and they get it done, Zuccarella and Kaprizov, they're game breakers, you know, get, get, get them on the board, and then a series I'm really starting to fall in love with, and I'm hoping it's the story of, of this is the story that I'm following the most, I think, as far as the NHL goes, uh, and, and I love what's happening with the Florida Panthers, they were my pick to make it through, and honestly, I didn't think they were going to, but it looks like now they have a chance and, and you know the coach give it to the coach I was kind of on him a little bit coming into this but he obviously knew he knew he had a problem and I thought he had a problem too actually with Brabowski but he, he knew his problems were deeper he gets night in some games down the stretch they bring him in here and kind of hope for like a Cam Ward type scenario getting on a roll and and he has the right pedigree and resume and he's, he's had some weight you heard me talk about yesterday how this guy took out Team Canada for the gold medal game so he gets it done Panthers win 4-1 and we'll see what kind of what kind of energy he can he can uh put into this group and, and I think the biggest reason for hope is you look at Tampa Bay's goalie Vezileski and let me tell you he has not been lights out like he's been he's been human to me and uh, I, I think the Panthers have a huge opportunity and you know I watched a little bit of this game and I watched him and 
honestly, when I saw Vezileski play yesterday for the five minutes I watched yesterday, I was reminded of Miko Koskinen. So if that doesn't scare the soul of, of Tampa Bay Lightning fans, I don't know what else will. But uh, let me tell you, he looked a little bit like the flopper in there. So uh, some, some similar characteristics anyway. So we'll continue to monitor that. I'm definitely not ready to deem him as being on Koskinen's level yet. But like I said, I did see some similarities it seemed yesterday uh, in some of the technique and stuff. So I don't know if that's going to be a good thing. And of course, Vesileski let in a goal uh, shortly thereafter when I was watching that. So uh, looking over on the NBA side, and it was a trash day in the NBA. You know, we, we started yesterday. I, I experimented with with alternate lines yesterday and ended up taking plus lines and I ended up taking like boosting them up like double it seemed like and we didn't get competitive games at all yesterday the Bucks go on a three-point shooting barrage and basically uh, wipe the heat right off the board and, and then the Nuggets you know the Nuggets basically we had Jokic come in and he, he was you know he was the MVP and, and the difference between this game and last game is he's able to facilitate the ball movement a heck of a lot better he ends up with five or six assists in this one and, and before where it was kind of like Jokic versus 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 the Trailblazers in the first half, and then it was versus the Trail uh, Trailblazers and, and Lillard in the second half in the first game. In this first game, in the second game, it was pretty much Lillard was on fire in the first half of this one, and, and they get it under control. His buddies do not come and, and make significant contributions in the second half, and, and the Nuggets get a win in that one. So. On the diamond side of things, we continue to see, uh, you know, it's just more sadness. I'm a Blue Jays fan, so uh, I keep seeing my Blue Jays spiral, and, you know, the pitching just doesn't get it done. The bullpen uh, blows one. They have a rough start yesterday. They have an, a little bit of an okay middle uh, coming in. I guess Stripling came in and, and gave them, you know, the start. The guy was supposed to start and gave them a few innings, but uh, still, they gave up 14 runs in this game, so I don't know what to say about the Blue Jays. I still think they're a great hitting team. I think Vlad Guerrero might be the best hitting uh, might be the best hitter in all of baseball, and it just doesn't seem like it's going to be enough. Uh, this closes the door on Dunedin, I believe, so I think they're moving up to Buffalo now, and, you know, it's just tough, tough to be a Blue Jay, really, you know, you, you don't have any pitching, uh, you don't have a home base, really, so uh, we'll see, you know, I, I, at what point, if the Blue Jays don't make a trade here, at what point I think you have to flip this over to a developmental year, and I think we're on the doorstep of that, so we'll continue to see, I think they're on the schedule today, so we'll watch that. Uh, Indians were the only thing that really came through for us yesterday as far as baseball goes. We had them on the run line, so they take care of the Tigers uh, in, in a close one. And we just had a lot of close games. We had the, the Padres yesterday winning, and then they fall to the Brewers. And it was a great pitching matchup, really. It was anyone's game. And, and you know, I thought the Mariners getting over the athletics was kind of interesting. You know, the Mariners haven't been great uh, as of late. They finally get a win. And you guys hear me say I'm not touching them as far as Kalenic is at the top of this order. Well, yes. Yesterday he has a pretty decent day at the top of the order. So, and it's not like I'm, I'm not sold on the guy. It's just when there's zero production happening over ten games, and you're a young, unproven guy. It's nothing personal. In fact, I think he's probably really good. And we see yesterday he gets on board a little bit. So we'll continue to watch him. He can definitely, uh, I can definitely change my mind on that stance. And I'll have to see another game or so before I do that because you know the one thing about young guys too is they're so for, so unreliable, unpredictable. So we'll see what kind of minutes he can string together or innings, I should say. Yeah, other than that, kind of a light day yesterday in MLB, so let's get to it, and let's start right where all my pain begins, and that is with the NHL today, and, and like I said, I'm not, didn't do a whole bunch of uh, 
coffee and, and reading and going through the stats this morning like I usually do. But uh, like I said, with these with these playoff uh, matchups, basically, you know, what we thought coming in, those things don't change. And, and we're just looking for things uh, in the variables to change. And, and like I was talking about the Habs, you know, they're facing, they, they get right back at it against the Leafs after falling 2-1 yesterday. And we'll see what kind of tricks the Habs have up their, up their sleeve. I, I think they're playing a good competitive game. I think they're at home. And uh, honestly, I'm concerned for them today. I, I, I do think that the Maple Leafs win this series, and and we'll see. You know, if the I think if the Habs want to win this series, I, I think tonight is the game they got to have. And I don't think it's out of the question uh, if they can play their game. I think they're a much heavier team than this Leafs team, and I think you know if they can get on the bodies and, and get the get this into a you know kind of a hitting type game. Uh, I think that'll be good for them, and but you got to give the Leafs credit; they've been taking it every way it's been coming, and and you look at who's been getting the goals there, and it's pretty much their greediest guy, my favorite Maple Leaf in Nylander. So uh, he plays playoff type ho hockey, and then they're getting playoff type results from him. So this could be a close game. It's going to come down to Carey Price in this one, as far as the Habs go, and, and see if they can get some timely goals from from some of their rugged forwards. And uh, the big thing for them is they're going to want to stay out of the penalty box at home if they get to let the Leafs get on the power play. So we'll see how disciplined this this Habs team. But you know this Habs team is keeping it close. They have hope. They are at home. So. Today, what I am going to do is I'm going to take the Habs again uh, on the puck line. So I'm going to get a goal and a half. I think it's another squeaker today. Uh, I could totally see this going to overtime. So we'll see what happens. Uh, other game up, we've got the Predators at the Hurricanes. And how about these Preds scrapping their way back into this? And they've got to be giving these Hurricanes some question marks now. These Predators have done it by, you know, just basically full-out effort. And the last two games, they've done it through goaltending. Uh, I really like the, the, the goaltending advantage for the Hurricanes coming into this series with Nedeljkovic. Uh, over Saros, but Saros has uh, has definitely flipped the script. He's been the best goalie uh, in the last two games, so we'll see if he can stand on his head again today because uh, I definitely think this Predators' strength uh, comes from the back and out, uh, and this Hurricanes team, you know, they're, they're built on skill. They're at home today. We'll see if they can get a little bit of grit and a little bit of oomph uh, in their game today, but the Predators, man, they smell blood. They have hope and hope's a dangerous thing, I think. So, uh, again, I'm going to get on the puck line again, and I've been waiting kind of in these playoffs, and it hasn't been completely uh, completely successful as far as taking these puck lines, but uh, i got to believe that these games are just getting tighter and tighter. So uh, I'm getting on the Preds, getting on the puck line, taking them at one and a half, and, and yeah, I'm on both puck lines today on teams who I, I think that uh, probably might end up losing this game by a goal. So... We'll see. Like I said, there's hope, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hope that those guys can come through because I just think it'll be more entertaining and better storylines. And uh, like I said, I just want to watch some good hockey after losing my team. So, uh, and and I think, uh, like I said, I, I think now that I lost my team, I'll have to pick a team to kind of cheer through through this. I'm kind of leaning towards the the Penguins and Sidney Crosby or the Bruins and Taylor Hall. So we'll see how that goes as far as my favorite players go. Uh, flipping over to the association side, and we got the Celtics in to see the Nets. And, 
you know, the, the Celtics, you guys have heard me describe them as being bipolar. And in that last game, we saw, like, both versions of it. So today they get the, the, the Nets team, and this Nets team is just starting to really, uh, you know, play together some minutes. The, the big three that they have haven't really had the opportunity to play too much. And now they're here in the playoffs, and, uh, and everybody's on the court. And uh, game one, test one, was definitely a success as far as, as that goes. And, and, you know, what's funny, too, is the Celtics, We'll see, you know, I, I thought that they had their chances to win this game, and I don't know what happened in the second half of that one. They just came out completely flat, uh, and it seemed to me like, like the Nets threw some pretty basic defense at them. Uh, it seemed like the Nets were pretty much sending help to, to, the, to the ball handler, and the Celtics really just had to do a better job of facilitating the movement of the ball, and they couldn't get it done. Like I said, we saw, I was watching that game. As soon as I saw Walker throw it into the fifth row, you just you knew it was over. So uh, we'll see what's going to happen today. I'm, I'm reluctant to get on these Celtics again after after seeing what happens and, and this Nets. But you look, you look at the money line on this on the Nets, who I think might win this game, and at 123. Uh, you know, that's, that's not too attractive for me. I don't really like to go any lower than, than 1.5. So, uh, I've been experimenting with these alternate lines and I think I'm going to continue on with that today. So looking at this and you guys have heard me say, I kind of like to go at 1.50 as my cutoff. So I'm going to get on the, <clears throat> what am I going to do here? I am going to get on the Celtics today and I am going to take them. Man, it just sucks, though, because the Celtics suck. <laughs> I'm having a tough one here. As you guys can tell, I'm making these picks live. So, uh, yeah, just I, I, need a, I need a second. I need a reason to believe. I'm looking at these this Brooklyn team. I can get Brooklyn minus 6 at 152. And if you want to play along, uh, we're on Sports Interaction. Or we can get the Celtics at plus 11 and a half. And if we do that, we get... Uh, what do we get? We get... We get 157, so I think it could be similar to last game, and that 11.5 definitely puts them over. Uh, I guess I'm going to believe that the Celtics try and dig in a little harder today, and uh, and that's what I'm going to go with. I don't know if they can win today, but I'm going to take the Celtics again. I'm going to get on the alternate line again, so I'm going to try this out again today, and we'll see if this sticks, but I'm going to take the Celtics at plus 11.5 and, and getting 157 on that on Sports Interaction. Next game up, let's see what we got here. I believe it is a two-game night in the NBA. No, it is a three-game night in the NBA. And we see these Lakers and Suns. And, and like I said, I was so set on the Suns. I thought the Suns, I was going to double up easy last game. So we'll see today. Is real LeBron and real AAD going to show up? Or do those guys even exist anymore? So we see one game. And, and I don't know if I'm ready to, to sell out yet on these on these Lakers. Like, I don't know. It's LeBron James, right? So uh, I, I don't know. I, to me, it's tough. The Lakers are now... Uh, a minus two on the on the standard line in this one, and man, that that's hard to trust them with a minus two line on the road. Like I said, it's LeBron, it's AD, but it just doesn't feel right. You know what I'm saying? So I think what I'm gonna have to do is I'm gonna have to go 
and say, you know, maybe the Lakers squeak one out. Maybe they do. Uh, we'll see. I, I don't see them blowing out the the, the Suns. I, I think if the Lakers do win, it's going to be on hobbled AD and hobbled LeBron, and they're going to need every little bit of them for the whole game and, and maybe comes down to the last basket. So I'm going to take the Suns, who won convincingly in my mind last game anyway. So I'm getting the Suns. I'm taking them at plus five, and I'm getting them at 153. So I'm liking that. We'll try. Like I said, I've been wanting to get more involved in these alternate lines so let, let's see yesterday was not so good we'll see if today can be a little more kind heading over oh we still got one more game i was almost almost ready to jump back you guys could tell i'm distracted today i'm still thinking about those oilers and uh yeah i'm still just depressed about it it's uh it's funny how how bought in we can get to our to our sports teams, and uh, you think as an Oilers fan I'd be used to the misery, and and I am I am, but it's, I'm still a little distracted. Uh, Clippers and, and the Mavericks, and we saw we saw Doncic come in and say I'm the best player, and and you guys can't stop me, and that's exactly what happened. And, and the Clippers, you know, they they have the two big wings, and they can play defense, but I wonder uh, if there's a guy there that's really going to throw the dagger in the heart, and I think I think the Mavs definitely have that guy but gonna be hard for Doncic you know he came in he make a statement in game one I think the Mavs do good just to steal one here uh in, in the Staples centers today so I, I am on the Clippers today but again I think it could be a close game and I don't think the Mavericks are getting much respect at plus seven makes me wonder what I can get on the alternate line so I'm going to take a look at that and see if I can get even more points without so I can get Luka Doncic plus nine and a half for 157. So I'm loving that actually. So uh, yeah, this is great. I'm, I'm really liking these alternate lines and getting off these like pick 'em scenarios. As far I feel like it, uh, I feel like it's 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 slanting the advantage more back towards the wagerer. So uh, I'm taking the Mavs here. I'm taking them plus nine and a half, and I'm getting 157 for that one. That brings us over to MLB, and on MLB today, uh, looks like we don't, we got a lot of games, but it looks like they all go later today too, so that's kind of nice, and, and like I said, as far as, you know, there's just always, there's so much to follow in baseball, and so many guys, so, uh, and, and you know, if I was going to take betting advice, and who has the time, right, but if I was going to go on a podcast, and I wanted to get the absolute best wagering advice, you know, my advice to you guys would be to find a guy, and you know, I guess it's bad advice too, because I'm an Oilers fanatical fan, is to find a, a fanatical fan uh, of whatever team that you're, you're wagering on, or, or uh, at least somebody who's really in tune into that division or sport, and, and get their take on it. Because, you know, the more time you can spend on an individual team, obviously the more insight you can get. Uh, and I'm a huge sports fan, so I just kind of follow them all, and I, I play fantasy a lot, so I'm really in tune. But there's definitely guys, you know, I've, you know, for instance, uh, if I wanted to engage a Cleveland Indians fan about the Cleveland Indians, I, I can guarantee you that, that that person will take me to school as far as what's going on with the Cleveland Indians. So we do the best we can, and I just give you guys the information that I got, and, and we start, and it's a team I'm a fan of. So we've got Steven Matz going for the Toronto Blue Jays, and we've got Mr. No-Hitter going for the Yankees, and, and it's just hard right now to get on my my Jays. It just, they seem like they're mired in negativity. Uh, they keep losing. They don't seem to be getting any pitching. And, you know, I think that starts with Steven Matz a little bit, too. You know, he's 5-2. and two. 
And he was strong coming into this one, but wilting uh, a little bit in his last start against a divisional rival. He goes six innings against the Red Sox and, and gives up ten hits, five earned runs. Has a good outing against the Phillies, but doesn't go the six innings for the quality start. Uh, in fact, hasn't got a quality start. He only, besides his last inning, when he got when he gave up those five or five runs against the Red Sox, he doesn't have a quality start in his last five outs. So. He started really strong, and I think we've seen some regression here in Mats, and I think the truth probably lays somewhere in the middle. And as far as Kluber goes, you know, I'm not a huge fan of his either, but how can you argue with his results? He goes 4-2 and two on the year, 50 and a third innings pitched, uh, 50 strikeouts, 20 base on balls, and, and it matches up fairly well to Mats' numbers. Uh, really, the big discrepancy is going to be today in the ERA. But I'm going to get on the Blue Jays today. I think the pitching matchup's pretty darn close, and uh, I like the Blue Jays' bats. Like I said, I think Vlad Guerrero is probably the best hitter in baseball. And, uh, uh, you know, this Yankees team, I, I, I just think that they're kind of... They're kind of a team that's looking at some regression, and uh, I think the Blue Jays, you know, these guys are divisional teams. They're kind of built to go at each, at each other a little bit, and I think they're kind of a little bit kind of built a similar way. Uh, I think you got to give the Yankees probably credit for having some better pitching, but uh, I'll, I'll take the Blue Jays' bats, and I, I just think this is a pretty even game today. So to get that Blue Jays' prolific offense and to be able to get them on the run line today, to me, is pretty darn good. So going to take the Blue Jays, going to get them on the run line today, and I'm going to get them at one and a half you get one and a half plus one and a half to get a plus run line and you get 181 for that on sports interaction Indians in to see the Tigers and like I said the Tigers were the only team that really or the Indians were the only team that really took care of us yesterday on the run line and today you know I, I think I might have to look at them again and, and you know I think there's more to this matchup than meets the eye we've got Savelli going against Scooble and on the surface it would look like the uh, it would look like the the Indians are in a good spot here to win this one uh, Savelli comes into this one with a 6-1 and one record, 60 innings pitched, 47 strikeouts, 16 base on balls. Scooble, 1-6, and six, 38 innings pitched, 40 strikeouts, 20 base on balls. And, and you know, I just don't know if he's as, as bad as a 1-6. Granted, he does play for the Tigers. And then Savelli, uh, off to a great year too. I don't know if I completely buy him in as a 6-1 and one pitcher either. So we'll see what kind of... What kind of uh, regressions or, or progressions we might get in this one uh looking at Savelli in his last five games he has four quality starts on his last five but he's given up some earned runs too you know four three one five two so he's given up two or more in, in four or uh, in four out of five of his last starts so uh I, I think that Detroit is at least you know can count on getting a couple runs today I see he got roughed up Savelli got roughed up by the Mariners for five runs so there is hope for this for this Tigers team at home today uh I, I guess scooble we'll see what's going on with him and see if we can find any reason to believe in him and looking at what's going on with him in his last five starts he only has one quality start and he's given up quite a few earned runs but you know he actually doesn't he have a big as inning in his last five than savelli does so he, he's given up uh, four a couple times he's given up uh, and given up two three times so uh we, we can pencil these guys in for a couple runs each so uh, I'm going to take some runs at home. Runs at home. That should, that should be on my gravestone. <laughs> runs at home. So I'm going to take the Tigers here, and I'm going to take them on the run line today, and plus one and a half. And I think that would be a pretty big upset just going by the pitcher's records. But uh, I don't know. I think this one's a little closer than meets the eye. 
Royals in the sea, the Rays, and yeah, this is a tough one for me because I'm not a big uh, fan of the whole Rich Hill scenario in Tampa Bay, but what are you going to do when the man just performs, right? It's 3-1 record, 44 innings pits, 44, 45 strikeouts, 17 base on balls, and he gets a pretty competent pitcher today from the Royals and Brad Keller, 3-4 record. Uh, 38 and two-thirds innings pitched, 33 strikeouts, 16 base on balls, and he's definitely a guy uh, that, that they they see as being core there to their to their rotation at the top end. And you look what he's done in his last five games, and he has two quality starts, and, and he's given up earned runs of uh, no more than three. All, all twos and threes as far as his earned runs go in the last five games. Looking at Rich Hill, same thing. We'll just kind of put him through the, the same kind of test here and look and see what he's been up to uh, for the last five games and see how that lines up here just waiting for that to come up but he's definitely a veteran guy today coming in for the for these rays uh you look at his last five starts he's got four out of five uh quality quality starts and he's only given up two runs in one game, one run in another, and then he's got three games where he didn't give up any earned runs. And then you top that off with this Rays team is just batting really well right now. Tough spot today for the Royals. And the Royals, you know, you always got to think about the Royals. The Royals do have the bats to put them into any game, I think. So uh, I think they are a threat as far as this one goes. So this is a tough game. This is a game I'll probably avoid as far as as far as far uh, putting too much of the bankroll on because I just think that uh, uh, this, this one is a tough one. So I'm going to get on the Rays, though. I think that's the obvious pick. So I'm going to take the Rays on the money line, and I'm going to take them at 147. Orioles in to see the Twins, and we were on the Orioles yesterday in Means, and I thought the Means was an end to our Means, but, you know, Means was mean to us and didn't get it done, if you know what I mean. And he falls 8-3 uh, to, to the Twins, to not a very good Twins team. Uh, it looks like the Twins actually, maybe I was a little harsh here to be judging Means. It looks like they gave up a big inning in the eighth but nevertheless we, we did take take the Orioles based on the impact that means would have in this game and he did did pretty good he goes seven innings gives up uh, two earned runs but then the bullpen goes and puts a big poopy out there uh, looking at Shoemaker he does you know he has a good game he, he gets five hits in, in six innings and erases the runners and, and ends up with one earned run and the bullpen despite giving up a couple runs they still get the win so uh, the Orioles you know, when when you're when you're that bad, uh, you find ways to lose, and I think we saw that yesterday. Despite them having their 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 would be their de facto stud on the mound, and today you know they're in big trouble. I think as far as the pitching matchup goes, because they get they get Barrios, who you know maybe is not off to the greatest start, but he's a pitcher that I certainly think is in the uh, upper echelon as far as MLB pitchers go. So he comes into this one with 50 and two thirds innings pitch, 56 strikeouts, 15 base on balls, uh, four and two record on the year. He draws Dean Kramer on the road, and Kramer is 0 and four. He's got 34 innings pitched, 32 strikeouts, 13 base on balls. So pretty respectable for Kramer, actually. Uh, the record not indicative maybe of uh, how good this guy can pitch, but uh, just going to be tough. I, I think the guy across the mounds are a little, a little tougher, and I think that the home team is always a little tougher to beat at home, and I think the bats in this one are pretty even, but uh, uh, I'm going to get on Berrios as being able to kind of uh, be the advantage for this for this Twinkies team. So, gonna get on the Twins today, and I'm gonna take them on the money line at 147.
Moving on, and I like this guy, Yang. Uh, I don't know. I think I just like saying his name. <laughs> we got Yang going for Texas. Uh, Heaney for Anaheim. And I know a little bit about Yang. I've had him on my fantasy team at one point this year. And he pitched like four innings and got like eight or nine strikeouts one game. And they've been kind of toying with him as a starter. And I don't think it's really come together as of yet. But we'll see if they can see if they can do that and get something done as far as uh, that goes you know he was a star uh, over in the Korean League from what I understand so I think there are uh, reasons that they're hopeful with this guy and like I said there's been some some numbers that were just kind of a little eye-popping and, and uh, since then uh, he hasn't done as well but you look at uh, let's try to do his name here Hyun Jong Yang and you look at what he's been up to in his last five and he doesn't have any quality starts and I think some of those games might even come out of a bullpen there, but uh, he did have uh, he did have one game. And it was against the Twins. He went three and a thirds innings pitched, and he got eight strikeouts. So that's the game I'm talking about. He goes and he sees Houston after that. The Astros goes four innings, gives up three earned runs. Sees the Yankees after that, goes five and a thirds innings pitched, uh, gives up two earned runs. So the Yankees and Astros, those are pretty two good hitting lineups. He gets the Anaheim Angels today, and. I don't think they're quite in the same stratosphere as far as the hitting goes of those two other teams, especially with uh, Trout being injured right now. So they get Aaron Heaney on the mound, and you know, he's got some great numbers this year. 39 innings pitched, 50 strikeouts, 12 base on balls, and still gets hung with a 1-3 and record. So I think this will be a pretty competitive game today, but I'm going to go I'm gonna go with those numbers from Heaney against, uh, like I said, Yang to me has some intriguing things going on, but we haven't really seen enough of him yet, and Heaney's been pretty dominating this year despite his one in three record you look at the bats in this one and uh, you know actually i think you got to kind of give the edge a little bit maybe to the uh to the rangers batter in this one's but uh overall but we'll look see if otani maybe can have a big game today hit a big home run and, and maybe knock this gang guy out of the game so that's kind of what I'm going to go with. So I'm going to go with the Angels today and I'm going to take them on the money line at home and you get 163 for that Last game, and we get these Mariners team that just scares the heck out of me uh, going against this A's team that uh, I really like and think that they're a threat. But Seattle wins yesterday, and this is a divisional game, so you just never know. And, and you know, they play the games for a reason. And today, you know, we get we get some 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 smoke signals from these Mariners in the fact that they're going to bring Logan Gilbert onto the mound. And the thing about Logan Gilbert, he's one of their top prospects, 24 years old, six foot six, uh, 225 pounder. And, and, you know, he's got definitely the dimensions that you're looking for. Uh, and he comes in here. I believe he's got the pedigree. I'm not too sure where, how they got him as far as uh, acquiring him through trade or where they drafted him. But I do know that he's high up as far as Mariners prospects go. And you look at his, at his uh, performances so far this year. And, and, and you see a guy that's not getting it done. You see he went against Cleveland, gave up four earned runs. He went against the Tigers, gave up three earned runs in just 2.2 two and two thirds innings but we'll see with these young guys you can't just write them out and, and the very fact that the mariners keep bringing them back to the mound tells you that they're seeing something that makes them think that this guy is ready uh he goes against cole irvin for for the a's has been really good this year i think he's been a really pleasant surprise uh for these a's he does come in with a losing record on the year at three and five 52 and two thirds innings pitch 40 strikeouts 10 base on balls so that's pretty good over 52 and two thirds innings so uh, you know, this game could be more competitive. We do see France come back from the Mariners, and we do see Kalenic starting to get some hits yesterday as far as leading leadoff in this one. So, 
uh, we'll see. You know, I, I've been kind of on the Mariners uh, as being a team that, that can generate some excitement and be sneaky. So let's see if they can be sneaky today. And uh, what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to take them on the run line. And uh, I'm not, again, this one, I don't know how much I'm going to throw my bankroll at this particular game. But, uh, you know, if you want to bet this game, I'm, I'm definitely telling you what I think. So uh, I like the M's. I'm going to take the M's. I'm going to take them on the run line. I think that, like I said, they win yesterday. They bring kind of a... A wild card up onto the mound today. They get some batters back and, and they get a pitcher who's been okay this year, but just okay. So uh, we'll see what 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 kind of results they can get in that one. Flipping over to the NL, and today we get the Cubs and the Pirates, and the Pirates are at home in this one, and they're facing uh, Jake Arrieta on the mound for the Cubbies. Which could be a, a tough matchup. You know, he's off to a, a pretty decent year, actually, I would think, for Arietta. He's 4-4, four and four and and he's got 42 in a third innings pitch, 31 strikeouts, 14 base on balls. And he gets a guy today, Cody Ponce. And Ponce does not have a record this year, and it looks to me he's only got two innings actually recorded, so he's coming out of the bullpen or out of the minors. 27 years old, big frame, big right-hander, but... I'd be lying to tell you guys if I know a lick about this guy. I do know about Arietta, and, you know, he's obviously a pitcher that uh, has a lot of accolades and, and, and pedigree, and, and he's kind of fallen off a bit, and people wonder if he can recapture his form. And like I said, this year he's 4-4 four and four on the year, and he's had his moments. You look at his last five games. He's got quality starts in two of his last five, and, and he just missed with the with a couple going five innings. Uh, he's given up some earned runs, earned runs of four, two, seven, one, and one. So he's been giving up more earned runs as of late, seven, two, and four in his last three outings. And this 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 Pirates team, you know, there's not a team that I think is going to crush the ball out of the ballpark, but I think they'll definitely uh, have an opportunity to get on base today uh, against the superior hitting Cubs team. So interesting matchup, but I just can't get on this Ponce guy. To me, he's a complete no-name uh, or unknown. I shouldn't, he's, he's a no-name to me, but unknown as well. And there's just not a whole lot to go on as far as his records go. I see there's some game logs going back to last year. And uh, I don't know. They're actually not too, too bad. But they're just they're just not there. There's just one inning, one inning, one inning. So uh, different ball game altogether. A guy trying to come in and get a start here. So I'm assuming he's acting in more of that opener's role today. But I'm going to get on the bats. You know, today today is the day, you know, that... that uh, uh, I think the Cubbies, you know, if you're going to hit, today's probably a day where you come to the park uh, uh, licking your chops a little bit. And uh, I think Arietta uh, is in a good spot here against this Pirates team that I don't think will, will uh, I don't think is in too danger of at least lighting him up with with a big inning. So uh, I'm going to get on the Cubs today, and I'm going to take them on the money line at 170. Next game up, we get the Phillies in to see the. The Marlins, and in this one we got Velasquez on the mound against uh, Alcantara, and Alcantara, he's having a great year. It's hard to get away from him for sure in my mind. And for the Phillies, looking at them, they've got Velasquez going, and... I've seen Velasquez pitch a bit today or in the past, so you know he's got some things going for him as far as uh, as far as that goes. He's one and zero record, thirty and two thirds innings pitched, forty strikeouts, eighteen base on balls. Alcantara, fifty seven innings pitched, seven sixty strikeouts, seventeen base on balls. So 
Uh, tough one here. I think we were on the on the Phillies yesterday. They didn't come through. Uh, today on the on the uh, on the money line, the the Marlins are paying one seventy five. The the Phillies are two eleven on Sports Interaction on that one. So I think for this one, I'm just going to get on the Phillies. Uh, like I said, Velasquez I think is a bit of a sneaky play. I think he's a little better uh, than his numbers would indicate. So uh, in a pretty even pitching matchup, I think the bats are pretty even given the injuries that they have right now uh, for the Phillies. So I'm going to get on the Phillies again, uh, and we'll see if we're two times lucky or two times unlucky. But I'm going to take them on the run line, uh, getting one and a half there. Reds in to see the, the Nationals, and we get a pretty good matchup here. It's right, a bit of a technical issue there, but we have, the, uh, we have the Reds and the Nationals going today, and we've got Scherzer on the mound for the Nats, obviously their stud, and, and, and Malley for the Reds, who's off to a pretty good year himself. Uh, two and two for Tyler Malley, uh, going 54 innings pitch, 17 base on balls, and 45 innings, so that's really good. Going against Max Scherzer, 56 innings pitch, 76 strikeouts, 12 base on balls, so his year has been pretty documented. Uh, I, I just think this is a good pitching matchup, and in good pitching matchups, I like to get on the run, so. Uh, but you know, it's tough in this one, just with the way that that the Reds have been playing. They haven't seen them being able to get wins at all. So I'm actually going to switch that up. I'm going to take the Nats. I'm just going to go straight up money line them and, and get them at 149. Uh, Colorado in to see the Mets. And I'm kind of excited about this one. Kyle Freeland is back. And I have to run to my fantasy. I actually had this guy on my roster. And I just couldn't afford to hold him. I didn't have the IR spot. And, and I think I might now. So uh, check to see if he's available. He was 1%. And this guy put up some innings last year for this for this. Uh, for this Rockies team. And I know in fantasy it's tough to roster those Rockies pitchers, especially in a weekly league where you have to plug them in there for the whole week. But uh, still, I think worthwhile sneaky pickup as far as fantasy goes. And he gets a really tough matchup. I think DeGrom, I think this might be his return after being injured for a while. So I'm assuming if DeGrom is pitching, it's because DeGrom feels like he's ready to pitch. So uh, I just think it's tough in this one to do anything but money line the Mets. You look at DeGrom and his record and... And the Mets, he's three and two. He should probably be five and zero, oh, but he just doesn't get the get the support. He's forty innings pitched, sixty five strikeouts, seven base on balls. So uh, I'm getting on Degrom here, and again, I want I'm not too excited to get. It's just a, not a payout I generally get on. But uh, what are you going to do if you think the Mets are going to win one nothing? Uh, and I don't like taking taking losing teams on the run line, or these teams I'm pretty sure are going to lose. And I feel like I'm pretty sure that uh, that. Uh, Oh, I'm switching up games here. See, I'm all I'm all Oilers. <laughs> I'm all Oilers. I um, was looking over at the, the Washington game, but yeah, uh, I just can't see the Degrom getting getting the run support today to make me comfortable enough to to take the to take the either team on the run line really. So yeah, I'm getting on the Mets on the money line. Let's just get out of this pick and move on. Uh, One thirty-seven on Degrom on the money line. Padres in the C Milwaukee, and you know the Padres were doing so well with the minus run lines, and they didn't pay us. And yesterday they had a or they paid us three in a row. They were on the road yesterday, and uh, it was a good pitching matchup. I think it was uh, Woodcroft versus someone say Schnell, and Milwaukee ends up winning convincing. We get another good pitching matchup today in Musgrove and, and Bernie's, and again uh, in a pitching duel. And I like the bats of the Padres way better. That doesn't change uh, despite Machado missing some time. So we'll see if he's in the lineup today. But uh, uh, I'm going to take the Padres in some runs, and we'll see if they they messes over uh, two times in a row on a positive run line, but. Uh, uh, what can I say? I, I, I thought yesterday it was the play, and I think today it's the same for almost the same reason. I really like the pitching matchup for both guys, and, and like I said, I think that's a competitive game. 
we get the Giants, and the Giants are in to see Arizona, and I'm going to assume the Giants are are, are pretty darn happy uh, to see to see this uh, this Diamondbacks team after having a pretty tough series uh, coming into this one, losing three to the Dodgers. So uh, they get Gossman has been off to a great start for the year. As far as the Diamondbacks go, they they counter with some guy named Corbin Martin, who's got a zero one record, five innings pitched, six strikeouts, four base on balls. So. Uh, like I said, the, the, this right now, the Giants are third in the NL West. And you know what? That might be the natural order of things for the Giants. We'll see if they can get a turnaround. I'm certainly hoping they can. And I'm certainly buying in on Kevin Gossman today and his 4-0 record. 67 strikeouts, 14 base on balls on 59 and 2 innings. 59 and two-thirds innings. So I think we got a bit of a mismatch here. So uh, I, I'm getting on the Giants, and I'm going to take them on the money line today at 160. Last segment of the show we go over to interleague and we do have some interleague games here today so that'll keep it interesting and we start with atlanta braves in to see the red sox and you know the braves have been kind of disappointing they've kind of pulled out of their nosedive a little bit as of late and we'll see today you know one of the problems i think that they've been having is charlie morton and him not being consistent and i don't think he was very good on his last innings out sorry you know he did rebound so he actually uh he i seen him against toronto and he didn't have a very good game he ended up playing the mets since then he went six innings pitched uh gave up eight strikeouts so we'll see what, what morton comes in today but he does get a pretty reasonable matchup in Garrett Richards who's four and two on the year uh, 48 and a third innings pitch 43 strikeouts 22 base on ball so I feel that we're getting a pretty even matchup this year or this this game as far as the pitching matchup goes and I feel like the Atlanta pitcher actually offers a little more upside as far as maybe coming in here and having a more of a dominating game and you look at the bats of, of this Atlanta team and it's hard to get away from that and I know Freddie Freeman's a left-hander so uh, maybe that doesn't quite play into quite the fear, but you know, if one guy's going to go opposite field on you, it's going to be Freddie Freeman, the uh, who might be the ultimate hitter in baseball. So I'm going to get on Braves, and I'm going to take them on the money line in this one, and I'm going to get them at 191. Dodgers in to see the Astros, and this is going to be a great game. I love these teams. I think they match up great, and I think the pitching matchup's awesome today. You know, you get two older guys, probably both heading to the Hall of Fame, uh, Kershaw and Greinke on the mound for each team, respectively. I think the bats for these teams match up great, so this is just going to be a great series. I can't wait to watch it. I think this game's going to be a good one, so I'll definitely be tuning into this one if I get a chance. And I, I'm going to get on the I'm going to get on the home team here. I'm going to get on the Astros. I'm going to get on the home team, and I'm going to get on the runs. So I'm going to take one and a half, a plus line on the Astros at 157. It's not too often I think you're going to get plus lines on the Astros, so let's live it up. And last game of the day, and it's a beauty too. We get we get the, the cards uh, continuing on with the White Sox, and the White Sox finally get a win after getting swept uh, against the Yankees, and they get Giolito on the mound today, and he gets a tough matchup in Flaherty. So we've got a really good uh, pitching matchup here going in this one. And uh, like I said, the, the, the White Sox were struggling a bit. They finally bust out a bit, get the win. Both these teams are, are first in the uh, central divisions of their respective leagues. So Jack Flaherty, 8-0, 55 strikeouts, 16 base on balls over 53 and a third innings. Uh, Lucas Giolito, maybe not quite having the year he'd like to at 3-4. Uh, 49 and two-thirds innings, 61 strikeouts, 21 base on balls. But we definitely know uh, he has electrifying stuff. 
But for me, I got to take the pitcher that's 8-0. and oh, And I like the Cardinals bats better to begin with. I think these White Sox team, and I think these White Sox are going to start seeing some regression, uh, possibly. But we'll see. They're in a really nice division, as we talked about yesterday. So maybe they can sustain it. But uh, I, I just think with the injuries that they got and some of the bats that they have that I just don't quite believe in as being elite, uh, I, I'm going to take these cards today. So going to grab the cards again, and let's hope it pays off, because yesterday they definitely <laughs> didn't help us. Uh, and we'll get them on the plus line at one and a half. That's everything today in sports. So I thank you guys all for joining me. And like I said, I, I apologize if you made it through the Oilers rant. Uh, it, it's what I do. And uh, we'll, we'll look today. Like I said, I'm hoping the gray cloud has at least lifted. So maybe my judgment can be a little better because it seems things haven't been going good uh, ever since the Edmonton Oilers started playing playoff hockey. So you guys enjoy your Tuesday. And like I said, I look forward to talking to you guys tomorrow. And we'll see how we did. Uh, please you know, follow me on Twitter. Twitter, I, I would I would really appreciate that. You can follow the One Man Sports Show, or you can follow me, uh, uh, Crocker Brock, and, and that's Crocker as in Betty and Brock as in Lesnar. Or reach out with an email. It's Gretzky Rocks and Rocks is spelled R O X at gmail.com. Be good, have a good day, and we will talk to you on Wednesday.